Okay, I guess we started. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Off the Cup with Hoppy and Hobbs. This is Hoppy has trouble getting you his cheat. That guy over there is... I'm Hoppy. This guy over here is... That's Hobbs. Oh, that's me. That's you. Okay, <laughs> episode number 50. 50. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> and um, I'm going to start with a cup check with Hoppy. Oh, God. <laughs> I haven't even drank my coffee yet. All right, cup check. Oh. What was the original name of our podcast? The original name of our podcast? Yes, before like, it became Off the Cup. Oh, God. That's so long ago. So we literally had a different name until the night before we started. Oh, my God. So when I look at my uh, music here, it actually has the old name on it. It's No way. Yes, it says TWP-intro. TWP. Was it warning, warning track power? No, that would be WTP. It's uh, too many letters. <laughs> um, Cup check. This one's going to hurt. The, yeah, because I don't <laughs> remember. The name of our podcast, for all of you wonderful people out there, was going to be The Winning Percentage. The Winning Percentage. Mm. Because nobody cares about ERA anymore. That's and true. Pitchers, and pitchers winning percentage. So yeah. we're just going to go with it. And then all of a sudden it's like, off the cup. Yeah. So we might do some random thoughts on episode 50 about our <laughs> previous 49 episodes. We're going to talk a little Padres. We're going to talk some standings. We're going to talk. You know what's cool? Other things. You know what's cool? No. Is that we've done enough episodes that you can go back and go, ooh, that was a really good podcast. Or, ooh, that was a really good topic. Or, ooh, that one doesn't stand up anymore. Yeah. <laughs> we should or, probably delete that. Or, I changed my opinion five times since then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll find out if you still think the Padres are going to win. Oh. Make the wild card. We'll find that out later. <laughs> <laughs> well, good morning, everybody. That's good. Good stuff. Hello, everybody. All right. So, on the Padres front, yes, uh, this is Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, sometime in September, I think it's the 4th. Yeah. Which we never say the date on the podcast, so I figured I'd... Ever. Uh, but I'm going to reference last night's game. Okay, go for it. <clears throat> right after we talk about Blake Snell's no-hitter he had going this week um, on, I think, Wednesday, he threw 107 yeah. pitches through seven innings, mm-hmm. and the Padres pulled him because they were afraid he was going to throw too many pitches. Right. Before they find out how many pitches he's actually going to throw. So why wouldn't you, if, if you... These things don't come around very often, right? You don't have this many opportunities mm-hmm. to throw a no hitter, um, and I, I think Snell handled it great in the post game, saying, "You know, it was the right decision." Blah blah blah. Because right. you can't come out and give a big middle finger to your manager, right? It, well, you <clears throat> could, but yeah, but it doesn't really help. <laughs> it doesn't help. So, in my opinion, why wouldn't you let the guy go out and throw a pitch and see what happens? Exactly. Maybe he has a three pitch inning and he's at one ten. Yeah, here's the great thing about baseball and managing is you can go hindsight 2020 and break down somebody's decision making that they had to make right then and you go oh well you should have left him in or you should have taken him out or you you know you could have done this 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 and this um and that's armchair coaching so here i am i'm in the same boat i run him out for the eighth see what happens and i got a guy warm and i tell him hey look if if you get deep into account, it, yeah. If if this becomes hard work, then I'm going to go to the pen. But I'm going to let you go out there and try to do what you're doing here, and throw go out and throw three fastballs up in the zone, get three fly balls, and get out of here. Yeah, like, just serve it up. Don't work too hard. See if you, you get got lucky. a three run lead. Just and you give up a hit, we'll pull you. Yeah, you, you'll get a standing ovation or wasn't. Yeah. Don't do anything stressful. Get out there, throw a couple strikes, see if they get a hit. Maybe you get three outs. Right. Yeah. Um, throw BP up there. The, people get themselves all the, out all the time. Look at like mm-hmm. last week we were talking about the Red Sox in the studio. Mm-hmm. We, some guys just fell over. And he went out there and threw 36 to 83 and got three outs. Right. Yeah. Um, now, the other side of it, which, he, you know, I don't know if he mentioned, maybe he was tired. Yeah. Who you cares? Know? Well, no. What, what I'm saying is he's like, hey, I'm not... He I'm didn't not worried. Say, no, he didn't go to the manager and say, hey, coach, take me out. No, I get that. But you know, too, you've talked to somebody. You go, how you doing? They go, good. And you're like, that answer, that didn't sound. So what? Let what, him go. What I'm saying. I don't care what you're saying. Let uh, him yeah, go. Yeah, you should. But <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm trying to uh, get articulate? across, yeah, is that maybe he comes out and he goes, 
how do you feel? And he's like, I'm okay. Well, you know, or, you know, I'm good. You never know. We're not in the dugout. We don't know. But for Snell to go, you know, seven shutout hitless, 107 pitches. I'm going to, I'm going to, regardless of, I'm going to ask you a serious question. Ooh, you're going to get serious on me? All right, go. How, How long have you coached baseball? Forever. How many pitchers have you talked to that said, I want to come out of the game? Well, none. None say that. Because they know if they do, okay. then I'm taking them out. Let me ask you this. How many pitchers have you coached that have had a no-hitter for six innings? Uh, quite a few. A few? A few. And how many years? 20. Did you take them out? Nope. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Tingler's managed two years. He's had two no-hitters through mm-hmm. seven, and he's taken the pitcher out once, 50% of the time? Yeah. Like I said, the the dynamic of of I mean, old, I feel, old school look, old school manager leaves him in, no doubt, no, no question. Look, this You're poor going guy, back out there. this poor guy Blake Snell, his managers hate him. They take him out all the time. Mm-hmm. They don't care if it's two innings in, seven innings in, four innings in. Mm-hmm. They never let the guy pitch. Yeah, they finally started letting him pitch. And he's, he's stretching out. Mm-hmm. He's doing way better. And then you pull him. When he's throwing a no-hitter, what does that say to your pitcher? You still suck. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate because... Devil's advocate all you want. This poor guy has been run through the ringer through his whole career. Yeah. This is the, like the longest outing of his whole career. He's it, never even thrown nine innings. Yeah. And here he's just throwing a no-hitter, and they still don't let him go. Yeah. No, I mean, and the, I'm and, not agreeing with pulling him. I mean, the week before he threw 15, the start before he threw 15 more pitches. He could have thrown 15 more pitches or 100 more yeah. pitches in the next two innings. I, I wouldn't you run him out there. don't know. Nobody knows. I, I, I feel really run. bad for the guy. I really do. I do. I, I, I agree. Because he's like, you know, that would have been great. But he even knew he was getting up there. Um, Tingler's, he played it safe. You know, I would have left. I would have run him out there. I would have let him go out there and. See what he can do if he if if it becomes stressful pitches, or you know he walks a couple of guys. He's still got his no no. He's done. Well, if you were worried about pitch count, why didn't you pull him after six? Why didn't you pull him after five? Like why why did you wait till the seventh? Were you hoping he'd give up a hit so you didn't have to make the decision? Like yeah. why didn't you pull him at ninety nine? Why'd you pull him at one hundred and seven? Why didn't you pull him at one hundred and fifteen? Right, the pitch count doesn't matter. The guy was effective. He's throwing yeah. a no hitter. They're not hitting the ball hard. He's and, got ten strikeouts and. I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of pitch count. I, I don't think you judge. Uh, not with adults. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm not a. Well, even then, it it's it comes down to mechanics, body language, um, and and the mentality of the pitcher throwing. It, I'm I'm not a fan. I mean, you you can throw twenty pitches or hundred pitches, and I might pull you for both of them. You know, I mean, sometimes they, you get hurt on the third pitch. Sometimes you get hurt on the hundred and seventy. Exactly. Pitch. I mean, like I said, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of. Well, this guy. Okay. Oh, he's at a hundred. Got to take him out because it's the take magic number. Yeah. You know, um, I only have one rule when it comes to pitch count: is forty five pitches in an inning. Well, that's a lot. Well, yeah, yeah. that's a lot of pitches. Well, at thirty five, you get somebody up. If he gets to forty five, he's pulled. Well, those, those, that just proves he's not effective at 35 pitches. I mean, right. you've already given up three runs. And and that is that is really the only rule I have as far as pitch count is single inning. He gets to 35, I get somebody up. If he gets to 45, he's done. Yeah, I mean, at 30, the best case scenario, he's walked the bases loaded, <laughs> right? Well, he, I mean, really, if the guys are booting the balls all over the place and it's, yeah. it becomes an air fest, okay. Yeah. You know, but if but if it's a struggle, like that, those are the only rules I have. You know, Blake Snell's got 107. He's got a no-no through seven. He's had multiple innings with less than 10 yeah, pitches. Yeah, I run him back out there just like, well, any, I don't want to say normal, but any other situation, hey, you, we got a three-run lead. Right. He's, he wasn't you're coming dominating off. enough to where you're no hitting a team. He had ten punch outs, right? And and it's not like he just came off the DL and was hurt for three yeah. months, right? He's been pitching the so, whole way through. Do I agree with him getting pulled? No, 
Can I sort of understand where they might be coming from? Yeah. Of course. Do I run him back out there? Hell yeah, I do. If, if you were in the game and he had given up one hit, you would have pulled him, most likely. And, well, and so on, I get that. I, I, I get it. I, I, I give him two, and here's why. I got a three-run lead. But the problem I have is here's the best pitcher on your team right now, mm-hmm. right? The, most, the one that can be the most dominant. Musgrove's probably the best combined overall pitcher Mm -hmm. you know just because he's been effective and they let him go Mm -hmm. so when you compare snell to musgrove if it was musgrove he'd have stayed in the game they would have left him in right because they're letting him go longer like he's not fragile but they're treating breaks blake snell like he's fragile yet he's hasn't been hurt yeah i for them i think it's all mental that's their but they're the ones breaking him down like this is the thing that breaks the guy down not letting him pitch right well, and there's a reason why you just got rid of your pitching coach was because you felt like he, he his, his reins were too tight. And then you just went and did the exact same thing. So, again. I'm sorry, Blake Snell, that you play for the Padres and the Rays and they don't let you pitch. <laughs> well, hopefully, you know, it, hey, think if, I, hopefully if, the, whoever made the decisions in there is looking yeah. back going, if that happens again, I'm leaving him in. If we start an off-the-cup adult league team, Mm-hmm. We'll bring Blake Snell and we'll let him go CGs. Sweet. Awesome. All right. <laughs> Let's do it. The offer's open. Yeah, uh, Snell. No pay. <laughs> we'll get you a Slurpee. Have an ice cream after the game. Matter of fact, actually, we want you to fund our team. We'll, we'll get you some Snell. orange slices. <laughs> some Capri Suns. Um, but he can't play with us because he's not 35 yet. That's funny. <laughs> I would just, we'll get him. I don't want to play in the 18 or up. I want to play in the 35 and up. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll have to wait a few years. We'll get him a new birth certificate. He's fine. <laughs> so those are our thoughts on Blake Snow. Blake Snow. In other Padres news, last night we saw the real Jake Arrieta for three innings. Which was oh, dirty. my gosh. Dirty. That fastball, that two-seam sinking fastball was moving insane at about 93 all over the place. Mm-hmm. Slider enough that like since the fastball was going this way and the slider was just going a little bit this way that mm-hmm. it became unhittable and you saw soft contact not a lot of hard contact mm-hmm. really impressed for three innings fourth inning velocity went down arm slot went down the ball flattened out still moving but on the same plane so the difference between the first three innings and the fourth inning the first three the ball was moving down the fourth inning the ball was the fastball was just moving to the side yeah, staying flat. and it got up because his arm slot dropped so an amazing three innings of pitching that we saw the guy from five years ago, the mm-hmm. fourth inning, tired, still got through it, still only gave up the three-run homer, came out the next inning, got soft contact even with the flat fastball, and they were right to pull him out after five. Mm-hmm. Actually, a really impressive start and a pretty good pickup for the Padres, I well, would say. When you picked him up, you're not picking him up to go seven or eight. You were saying, give me five solid. Keep us in the ball game, which he did. You know, have a veteran presence, work through some stuff, compete, battle. That's what he did. And, you know, uh, uh, he he was uh, off for what uh, two weeks. We sign him. He comes in and throws, gets hurt. He's off for another week and a half. Um, pretty darn good performance considering those first three innings were Maddox style. Yeah. Like the ball was moving like Greg Maddox. I'm at the watching end of his it career. going. How is the ball doing that? Dude, that ball went for I haven't seen a ball whoa. move like that since they got rid of the sticky stuff. Right? <laughs> no, I mean, he. I was like, all right, hey, if he, if he can go out and do this, I mean, in, even in today's game, it's like if your starter gives you a solid five, you're like, thumbs up. Well, when I was looking at that and I was thinking, okay, he threw an amazing three innings. If you can get an amazing three innings out of Arietta and you use him as an opener on your fifth start mm-hmm. and you back him up with Lamette for two, and mm-hmm. then you get to the bull. You're in a pretty good spot. That would be really you, nice. You, know, you go like you you go him, Lamet, Stammen. You got seven innings out of the way, and then you're in your your mm-hmm. setup, man. Wow, like, yeah, that'll work. If you know you can get that three innings every time he goes out, you're in a good spot. Yeah, you're back to your your weather's Lamet. Now it's Arietta Lamet. And now you got and, and if you wanted to go that way, now you're not starting stamina anymore and you can use them in in a couple spots because the guy's the having like an ama- uh, amazing year. Like yeah. Really strong bounce back. No, and and it gives you flexibility. I mean, you're not paying a ton for him. And 
if he can go out, like I said, those first three innings were pretty damn good. Nasty. And and you're like, if he just would have scored more, you know, I think it was one nothing. It was yeah. they had a one nothing lead. Not and then very, he gives up the bomb. Not very good hitting with runners in scoring position last night for the Padres. They struggled. Which a, lot, is, a lot of strikeouts with runners in scoring position. Which is a huge difference from last year when they were hitting like 500 with runners in scoring position. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, here we go. This is this is your season. This is your season coming up. And you, you, you're just praying that the Padres find that offense and, and start going and bring that swag Felt like it was coming back, and then last night goes. Well, the really interesting thing, they're 3-7 and seven in their last 10, even mm-hmm. though they're playing a little bit better in their last five games. They're still only half came out of the wild card, and there's yeah. still a game up on the team <laughs> behind them. Well, we, you know, we talked about this uh, earlier, is thank goodness the other teams are just totally, totally tanking. Yeah. Everybody except maybe St. Louis is just... Well, and that's just St. Louis has been steady the whole season. All of a sudden, they're creeping up. Yeah. You know, they're only a game and a half out yeah. and a game behind the Padres. And Cincinnati literally looks like they're like, we don't want to make the playoffs. Yeah, we don't want to make it. <laughs> no. It's like the Padres, you can tell, like they want to make it and they're just like kind of stuck in the mud. But <laughs> Cincinnati, it's like, wow. And then here's St. Louis. So Phil- there's Philadelphia. So let's let let's talk a little bit about the Padres being in the mud because <clears throat> I, I had an interesting thought yesterday when I, I I'm looking on social media and boom pops Padres lineup pops up mm-hmm. and it's got Tatis and Machado then Cronenworth and 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 Myers. So I'm like, oh, the Padres are facing a lefty. Mm-hmm. I turned. I, I didn't bother to research it. I like the lineup looks like you got Kim playing, mm-hmm. you got Myers batting cleanup. You got fam out. I was like, okay, they have to be playing a lefty. I popped the game on, and it's not a lefty. It's your kitty. Right-handed. Uh, yeah, and I was like, this is even odd for Tingler. Right. Like, this, does, this, this isn't even. This will mess him up. Let's do this. It messed me up. I'm like, what am I watching right now? Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, we got. And, and then the announcers are talking about how. You know, Keedy has this nasty changeup that he throws to lefties. Well, Grisham got a hit off him. Mm-hmm. Like lefties can still hit off of a right-handed pitcher that has a good yeah, changeup. I didn't know this was Cy Young throwing um, today. So, and and right, you got a guy with that's been on the DL since June in his first start back. He's only walked thirteen guys in seventy-one innings. He walks the first batter of the game because he hasn't pitched in months. Mm-hmm. And you're going with like the lineup because the guy has a good changeup. Like what? Yeah, you changed everything. You got Myers batting fourth, which I can't remember the last time I've seen that. When's the last time Myers hit cleanup? And you got your <laughs> a guy that throws ninety four on the mound, and your best left handed hitters on the bench, or the guy you traded for that's struggled since he come over. He mm-hmm. came over, still batting over three hundred, still your best contact hitter out out of the left side, probably pre- pretty good in the two spot. Um, making contact and moving runners up if you want to bat Tatis leadoff or if you want, you know, or if you just want to go, you know, Grisham, Frazier, Tatis, whatever you want to do. Probably good against a soft throwing, 95 soft throwing now, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, right-hander that pitches to contact. He doesn't get a lot of strikeouts. Yeah. So you're going to put your guys like Myers who strike out a ton against a guy with a good slider. Yeah, slider changeup mix is not good. When you're, when you're free swingers. I didn't get it. I, I was like, what is this lineup yeah. against a right-hander that throws a slider, and it looks like they're facing a lefty with the way the lineup's structured? What are yeah. your thoughts? Give me your thoughts. I haven't let you talk yet. Give well, me no. Th- no, no, really, give me your thoughts. <laughs> Come on. Um, when are you going to set your lineup? I mean, Kim's great. Love him. Oh, he had a base hit. He had a double. It was beautiful. Yeah. Um, Shouldn't have been playing last night. No. And that's that's the thing is like, and this is after an off day. Yeah, I I I don't understand the Fraser trade because all it did was add another element to. I mean, believe it or not, it changed the whole team. Changed the whole team, and your shortstop's now playing right field. Well, but guess who? 
Guess who, believe it or not, has been your spark? Profar. And where's Profar? He's on the bench. Well, he, not just that. When I, he plays, the Padres seem to win. Well, when the Padres went on their big streak where they were kind of getting back into it, Bam was playing left field and leading off and yeah. getting on base 40% of the time, and he doesn't play anymore. Yeah, and he, he even said, you know, hey, I'll do whatever I got to do. And he's being a team guy, and he all he really has to do is, hey, on High base five. percentage, yeah, lead the team in walks. And um, now I'm not playing, so yeah. you, I'm not on base anymore. Yeah, I mean, sometimes having too many options is bad. Well, you have to pick. You have to make a choice. Yeah. You can't just try to keep everybody happy. You have to make a choice, and the, the third choice was to not play Tommy Pham anymore. Yeah, was, and that and uh, and that's a defensive choice because he's not the same defender as the other guys in the outfield. And I I get that. Right. But you're losing because you're not scoring, not because you're dropping fly balls in left field. Right. I mean, you have your shortstop in the outfield. You're not really worried about defense. You know, um, I. I mean, he did jump for that home run ball with his bare hand. He was just trying to get a highlight. He did. I saw a picture <laughs> of him with his hand jumping up over the fence, and the guy six rows back catching the ball. But you know what? If anybody's going to do it, it would be him because <laughs> he's that good. Bo, um, it would have been it would have been uh, Kevin Mitchell or Bo Jackson, or right? Something. <laughs> right. No, I mean, we've talked about this. I like stability in a lineup. I don't like jumping around and moving guys. When you when you try to do ma- the matchups aren't working whatever whatever information they're getting the matchups aren't working so well it's, we're past matchups now well you hope <laughs> last night looked like it was you, you know why Myers hit fourth because the last road trip in Houston he was six for fourteen with like three jacks and I mean a couple doubles he tore up Houston when was that so, three months ago well the last time they were in Houston. Myers went off, so here's Myers playing, hitting cleanup. My favorite <clears throat> stat of the of Myers was they talked about he leads the team in infield singles with 19. That's hard to do, and he only plays Jesus. half of the year. Like he's only played half the games. Yeah, uh, if you look at the league or the the team leaders and offensive stats, it's pretty much Tatis for everything. Because him and Machado are the only. Sorry, him Machado and Cronworth are the only guys that play. Yeah, everybody else is platooned. Yeah, and. Like I said, I I like stability. I like I like routine. But base, believe it or not, baseball players love routines. It, I mean, from the time they wake up to the time they go to bed, there's a routine. Well, let me ask you this: Do you like knowing when you work for your job? Like knowing that you start at X time yes. and you end at this <clears throat> time? Yep. And you know that you work these days. Yep. And it's pre-scheduled. Like mm-hmm. I have Saturday and Sunday off, and this week I have Monday off, and in three weeks I have a Thursday off, mm-hmm. and I know in advance so I can prepare. Right. That's not happening. Nope. Not at all. And that's why I think that there has to be stability. I mean, even with our pitching rotation, <laughs> like I have no clue who's pitching today. Well, uh, no, Musgrove's on today. I know that on seven days rest. Seven days rest, and and um, I think I saw a stat, and I I, I I'm going to guess it's true because I saw it on social media. Uh huh. It's got to um, be true then. His any time that he pitches with less five or less days rest, his ERA is under three. Mm-hmm. When he pitches with six or more days rest, his ERA is over seven. Sweet. So the Padres got to score eight today. So it, when you look at the Padres rotation, I feel like they're setting them their rotation up to match up against the Dodgers. When the Dodgers don't matter anymore. Right. The only good thing is that the Dodgers are playing the Giants. So you assume that the Dodgers and Giants are going to beat each other up. Right. That you're not going to lose much ground as far as that wild card getting pushed back. And you can say, okay, well, those games are more important than these games. So but let me let me do a one eighty on you. Okay. Okay. What are the best two teams you have left to play? The Giants, Giants and the Dodgers, Dodgers, right? Yeah. So you have to know, even if you roll out your best pitchers, you're going to probably go 500 in those games. And if you get lucky, That's the hope, right? So if you beat all the teams you're supposed to beat by putting your best pitchers against them, when you go into that series where you're going to go 500, no matter who's pitching, mm-hmm. you're still in the same spot. Yeah. Well, you have you have to win these games 
to make it so those games don't matter. If those games are the ones that matter, those ones are your toughest games. That's the problem. That's yeah. what the, the Padres have been setting up their rotation all year to beat the Dodgers, to beat the Giants, making sure they have their three best pitchers against the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. You know what? If your three best pitchers were going against the Diamondbacks, the three games before, the games against the Dodgers aren't as important. Right. Well, it gives you leeway. It gives you leeway, so if you do slip against the Dodgers, it doesn't kill your season. Or if you have a starting pitcher that goes out and gets lit in the first inning, you don't have to burn all your guys mm-hmm. to try to win the game because there's a good chance you're not going to win it, so you can save them for the next day. But when you set it up so that you have to win those games because you put your best pitchers in those games, mm-hmm. you have to try to win every game because of yeah. the way that you set well, it up. Unfortunately, I think that's what the Padres have put themselves into. Exactly. Is now you have to do it that way. But you have the whole point of uh, of baseball is to win two out of every three, mm-hmm. and the easier games are the ones that you need to have your best players playing in because you have to guarantee you win those ones. You can't lose those games. Right. You, you can't lose to the inferior teams. Right. You can't set your team up to try to beat the great teams in the regular season. You yeah. have to. You have to. Let your guys roll and hope you win those games, but mm-hmm. you have to win the other ones. You absolutely, and that's where the Padres have struggled, and that's why they're yeah. in this situation. Yeah, and like I said, now you're your hindsight twenty twenty again. Going, uh, we 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 missed this opportunity with the Diamondbacks. We missed this opportunity with the Rockies. You know, we we're missing opportunities to pick up games. You know, you add four or five wins that you supposedly should have gotten. Oh, and you're clear right and, now. And you're you're back into the number 2 slot and you and Cincinnati and St. Yeah, Louis and Philly are, you know, 5 6 games behind you. But no, you've put yourself in a corner and now you're going to find out how tough the Padres are. Mentally and physically, how tough are they? And that's the question this year. Last year, you knew they were walking around like they were the big men on campus. And didn't care about anybody. Right. And and the thing is, is when they score three runs, they should win. And and right now they're giving up six. And yeah. they're giving up ten. And they're giving up seven. And that's the difference. Mm-hmm. That's the big difference right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's where we're at. There have been some positives, though. So I want you to put on your scout hat. Okay, scout hat. Okay. If you were watching a college game and you saw somebody play defense like the Padres' third baseman... How would you rate him? Best in the nation. But like, what would be the score? Oh well, he's an he's a eight eight fielder. I mean, goes to his left, his right, charges the ball well. It's pretty impressive. It's honestly okay. Manny Machado is so good at third base; he makes third base look easy. That's how good he is. Yeah, and, and he makes <clears throat> extremely difficult plays look easy on september 3rd 2021 he made a backhand behind the bag against altuve threw it across the diamond and got him out by three steps yeah on a on a chopper (laughs) and then he did it again yeah and then he did it again and then later in the game he has a bare hand coming across the middle and gets the guy out by a step he's that good speechless he's that good i mean what do you another great play by machado speechless and he makes it look like everybody should make that play he makes it look easy that's that's greatness that's greatness tom brady makes football look easy right wayne gretzky made hockey look easy manny machado makes third base in the major leagues look easy shout out to the edmonton oilers yeah yeah 99 kings gretzky (laughs) greatest hockey games ever you know, for but, video games. I mean, that's that's just how that's how good he is. Well, I rated him as an eight plus 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 is because Machado's making th- playing third base because you might get a third baseman that makes one of those plays or two of those plays, mm-hmm. but you're not getting a guy that makes all of them. Yeah. Well, I mean, unless that's... You, maybe you have Nolan Arenado and he doesn't even make all the plays. Right. No, Arenado's good. He's probably the second best third yeah. baseman in the big leagues. Um, 
but uh, it's just you, you marvel, especially as a, a former player, of how easy he because those are those I've played third base. Those are not easy. Plays. I don't. I don't. I don't know how he makes the throw the way he makes the throw. His arm, it, it's it's just boom, and it's across the infield. I can get the way he fields the ball. I, mm-hmm. I if I practice for another forty seven years, I could probably do that. Mm-hmm. But I could never throw like that. No, his his arm. I would. I would really like to see him on a mound just to see. I want to see how much movement he has thrown from the side like that. that is, <laughs> his arm is it, it, strong. It's it's accurate. And he makes it look easy. That's that's how good he is. That's how good he is. Yeah. I'm, I just I wanted to bring it up because I was just, no, he's just so impressed. I, I don't know how he doesn't have, you know, 15 gold gloves. Yeah. I think, I think he just got better with the coaching with the Padres, that's all. <laughs> Infield's great. Okay, so leading out of our Padres talk, the last question. Yeah. Oh. Do you still believe in the Padres turnaround we talked about <coughs> last week where they're going to win the wild card? Now, remember, they're still only like half a game out of first place, and they have a game in hand kind of where they're beating the Braves in a, in a suspended game that they're going to make up. I, I think something happens in that locker room. And and they turn it around, and they and they get that spot. And the really, I I want to see, I want them to see you play the Dodgers in the wild card. Cup check. Oh God! <laughs> After last night's game, will Hosbury be playing first base today? Oh, wow. No. No. That was just a throwing cup. Check I think up. I think you put Cronenworth at first and Frazier at second. And then Kim has to play short because no, an I want Tatis at shortstop. He's not playing shortstop anymore. God dang it! Drives me crazy. <clears throat> then then you put Myers at dun, first, dun, dun. put Fam out in left, Tatis in right, and Grisham in center. We're gonna set a cup check record for this game. A cup check. Cup check record. Cup check. Uh, so <laughs> Brad Hand was released by the Blue Jays. Mr. Hand. Uh, he was picked up by the struggling New York Mets. <laughs> um, if. Why? Hand, if Well, <laughs> he had a good first half. No, but why are the Mets picking up anybody right now? Because they're trying to make the wild card. They're 500 right now. We'll talk about that when we get to the standings. <laughs> if Hand would have got past the Mets, Mets and got to the Padres, would the Padres have picked him up? Oh, hell yeah. Somebody's got to replace Pomerantz. Pomerantz should have came in last night in the eighth inning, and said you got to go to to Pagan, who's really your seventh inning guy. Drew Pomerantz in the eighth inning was lights out. The eighth inning was over, and he's been out for how long? He was your guy to say, okay, you're not going to score in the eighth, and then we're going to get you to Melanson. That's how it worked, and he's been gone, so everybody's had to move up, and it gets all weird. Drew Pomerantz is the MVP of that bullpen, in my opinion, because he is, get me to Pomerantz in the eighth, and then give me Melanson in the ninth. That's how the Padres win. And that's how they shut the game. It's a seven-inning game for the Padres instead of playing nine. Pagan comes in. I love Pagan, but I like if he's going to make a mistake, make a mistake in the seventh and not in the eighth and give up your the, the ball game. Um, that's, for me is the biggest difference in I know what Pomerantz is going to do. He's going to be money. He's going to be lights out. And he was until he got hurt again. We talked in the past, and this is just kind of a follow-up on the Jake Arrieta uh, thing and the Brad Hand thing. Yeah. We talked in the past that the Padres were going to have a 40-man roster crunch. Mm. Uh, uh, Like, they've got too many guys that that are don't have any options. So when they brought in Arietta off the DL, they had to send somebody down. Right. They had to send down former Mariners closer Taylor Williams. Mm-hmm. He got DFA'd. Mm-hmm. Cuz now they have and now they have an open 40 man roster spot. So they actually released a guy who used to be a closer in Major League Baseball and he's available to anybody to pick up on mm. the waivers just like the <laughs> Mets picked up picked up Brad Hand. Probably going to the Mets. Because <laughs> they're picking up everybody. Um, but they chose Arietta over Williams. 
Right. So, so Williams obviously wasn't in their plans for next year. Mm. Um, this is going to happen more and more. It was. It happened with Mateo, right? They. So now they they've been moving people back and forth and back and forth. Now they're running out of options. Right. So it'll be interesting to see what what else happens if they pick somebody else up because you can still make trades. You're seeing some trades of players that are not forty man roster players, mm-hmm. but now since we're in September, they're not eligible for the playoffs anymore. Right. By the way, Mateo's tearing it up in Baltimore. <laughs> but but he's getting to play in he's a low pressure in a low pressure situation. Yeah. Just like anybody, you get more playing time, you're going to get better. Usually. And speed doesn't take a break. <sighs> yeah. It's funny. Um, yeah, I mean, now now comes the business side of baseball is when you when you do all those moves, you're you're playing your cards. Pretty soon you're going to run out of cards. That's what they did. You know, <clears throat> they so. lost the they lost the guy that they were kind of high on. They got him in the trade with uh, with Seattle last year when they brought in Nola and Adams. Yeah, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't even want to talk about Adams right now. I love Adams, and I feel bad that he's having a rough oh patch because he's one of my favorite players because he is straight up nasty. If but I'm he's a, definitely struggling. If I'm in a brawl, I want to be right next to Adams because well, he's he just has that attitude like I'm just going to dominate you. But struggling, he comes. <laughs> He leads the league and hit batters. He's got 20. Isn't it great? <laughs> he's got like 40 innings. Isn't it great? He's got 20 hit batters. But that's how nasty he is. The he, ball just goes everywhere. I mean, if your slider's breaking three feet, right? So you throw it at the hitter to throw a strike, and then you throw it at the hitter, and it, it doesn't, doesn't break, break, and then he drills him. <laughs> yep. But his inning in Arizona, I about threw up just out of like, I can't believe I'm watching this. First pitch, fastball, base hit. Second pitch hit batter, next next hitter like second pitch hit batter, then a four pitch walk, and the here comes Tingle. He's got to take him out, and he just kind of like, I don't know what's going on. I could not throw the ball straight today, at so all. Great. So great. It's like he was throwing a wiffle ball in the wind. Yeah, he could not he get the it. Ball, wiffle could ball. not get it there. The curveball wiffle ball. Man, that was but that was the roughest inning I've seen for a pitcher in a long time. It was four batters in one run. He only threw like 14 pitches, <laughs> two hit batters. <laughs> so congratulations, Adam, on leading the league and hit batters. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that that's what Tingler thought Snell was going to do when he pulled him out. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, that was rough. All right, as we move to Hoppy's corner, he wanted to talk a little Giants-Dodgers. Well, I wanted to, uh, okay, so you, you, you play the season to get to this series. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Um, and believe it or not, the Dodgers and Giants got to this extra inning game and a whole bunch of different moves were being made, like potential Cy Young Award winner. Um, Bueller is pinch running. He's at third base. He ends up scoring the, the, the tying run. That would never happen for the Padres because they wouldn't want him to get hurt. Right. So, they, so used, they would have burned a bench out. guy. Yeah. yeah, they would have turned it. it. It got to the point where the Dodgers had Will Smith, who's a catcher playing first base, making his major league debut. Woop woop. And it was his footwork on a ground ball by Buster Posey, who's like 50 years old, legs out a, a, a ball that was hit into the shift, and Turner, who's a third baseman is over here now in the, like the Machado. Where where can we see him on this podcast? He's here to there on the podcast. Yes. The audio, audio only goes left to right on your (laughs) radio dial. (laughs) Um, And Turner makes an off balance throw, pulls Will Smith off, Buster safe. Giants win extras. Um, Hopefully they just sit here and beat each other up. Like they split the series or, uh, (laughs) you know, somebody there's only going to be a one game difference. I don't think some. I don't think the Giants are going to sweep them, so that gives the Padres a chance to hopefully get hot and 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 move up. I don't know the if if the Giants, which have surprised everybody, I don't think anybody picked the Giants to be where they're at right now. If they can somehow kind of chop the block on the Dodgers, you may see the Dodgers refocus and say, okay, well. We really got to focus on this wild card because if they lose two or three and they they drop back down to you know four games behind, um, you know, that's they got a one game lead, so they can flip flop. If the Giants sweep the series, they'll be four four out. 
and then <laughs> the Padres. Padres are fifteen games out of first place right now. No, they're only, they're they're going to make it. <laughs> I mean, it seems like yesterday they were four and a half. Now they're fifteen. So it should be an exciting series. Getting tighter. I mean, this is but this is what you play for. You know, it's a thirty game rush. Let's go. Thirty game rush. Do, do, do. Somebody's somebody's blowing up over there. Boop, boop. Um, and then um, what was what was yesterday? Uh, Friday. It was September third. I've heard of those days. September third. They happen every year. Yeah. Nine three. Um, it is the twentieth. No, twenty first anniversary of my all nine game when I played in the WBL. 21st anniversary. It was a big moment in my life. We should have done our 50th <laughs> podcast yesterday then. Oh, no. Yesterday was a zoo for me. Are you kidding me? <laughs> There's no way I could have done a podcast yesterday. Come on. Um, we should so, have memorialized the podcast. Yeah. Now we can't talk about it because it's the day after. So well, we have to wait till next year. Okay. Well, then we 22. At the real 22 studios, we'll do the 22 anniversary Good times. You can talk about it all you want. Go ahead. Oh, no. I'll uh, give you five minutes. Five. Yeah. No, I just, it, it's always nice to look back and, and at your career and one of the biggest moments. Um, it was really was just a personal goal of mine was to play all nine in, in one game. And uh, I did. And I've got the scorecard with uh, all the, the changes, which is like that long compared to everybody else. Now that everybody is doing all nine, mm-hmm. now we need all 10. All 10? Yeah. Oh, the DH? Yeah. Who's going to be the first to do all 10? Well, if you're going to do it, it should be Otani. We need all 10. Can you imagine Otani catching? <laughs> <laughs> we need all 10. Oh, jeez. So... Dun, dun, dun. Off the cup question. Oh my god! It's not a cup check. Oh, it's okay. okay. Just who will be the first person to do all ten? Otani. No, Cronenworth. In an American League, in a interleague game. No, when he, Crony. When he's playing for the Yankees. Oh, geez. Nah, he's not going anywhere. They love him. They love him. They do. I think it'll be a studio. The guy from the Twins, the third baseman. From oh the God. He's gonna catch. Yeah, he oh looks boy. like he already looks like a catcher. You're gonna put him in center field. Yeah, <laughs> they're not gonna hit it there. Okay, but you know what I was saying. You know what the scariest part of that all night game was for me? First base. <sighs> That's the easiest. No, no, no. I was. I wanted. Well, I mean, because I, you know, I know how to. I know how to catch and throw and field and all that stuff. That's not but, what I saw. But oh, what are you <laughs> talking about? I just have to disagree. It's our thing. I have a 971 career fielding percentage. I the half um, election leg in fielding one year. So, but, <laughs> um, but that was my biggest worry was, was I going to line up correctly? Um, was my footwork going to be good? Nope. Right? I mean, that was because I wanted to make sure I caught the ball correctly and there is a there's a process you can't just stand there and catch it that's true but that was my biggest was like i hope i play first base well today so in that yeah i'm gonna take you back to the pottery game last night one of the biggest keys of playing first base is knowing where your second baseman is yes you have to know what balls you should go for and what balls you should yes correct the astros wouldn't have scored three runs if Hosmer knew where Kim was playing behind him. And that's and and I say this because they're professionals. Um, and it's really hard as a player to not try to catch a ball that you think you might be able to catch. Mm-hmm. But in that situation, they would have had the out at first base if Hosmer wouldn't have tried to they took two steps to catch the ball. Mm-hmm. If he would have known where Kim was playing and that he might be able to get to the ball. Yeah. Well, I mean that's communication. The, it's it's. I'm not going to say that it, that it should have. They should have got the out. I'm going to say they could have gotten the out if he would have trusted that Kim could make the play. Right. But at the same point, I probably would have tried to catch the ball too. Yeah. No, I mean that's that's hard. That's extremely hard. Extremely hard because that that is your for uh, your job is to know your range because 
if you don't get, you have to get back to first base. Right. But the other part of that is the pitcher was late breaking too because yeah. he didn't think he was going to make the play. So the pitcher didn't get to first base until the runner got to first base. Mm-hmm. So realistically, the pitcher should have been there to back up Hosmer. But if Hosmer would have tr- known where Kim was playing and trusted that he could have made the play because the play was insanely good, which is why I, I said I probably would have tried to catch the ball too and I would have been out of position. But um, if he could have had that trust that mm-hmm. he could have made the play, the three runs don't score. Yeah. Well, looks like they're doing PFPs. You can't PFP that. Sure you can. <laughs> no way. But <laughs> but realistically, um, that just popped into my head as something when I was watching last night. But like, it would have taken. I I don't I don't know anybody that wouldn't have tried to catch the ball. Yeah. But if you would have known, you could have got the out. If Arietta would have thought he could catch the ball, they would have got the out. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just one of those things that could have happened yeah okay um dun 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 this is our thing for today <laughs> oh by the way i forgot to tell you we are the, officially the the uh, global leader yes in commercial free off the cup podcast <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> league global leaders we are the global leaders in commercial free off the cup podcast. it only took a year to go global and lead the globe in off the cup, in podcast. off the cup podcasting. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> That's how you do it. <laughs> yeah, well, and we have no fun on this podcast. None all. whatsoever. All right, Tampa Bay six and a half up on the Yankees, eight up on Boston, running away with it. Uh, eight and two in their last ten. They've made up two games over the last ten. Will Tampa Bay win the division? It looks like it. Yeah. I'm looking for a yes or no here, yes. sir. Yes. All right, that means the yeah. Yankees are going to get it. Okay. <laughs> the White Sox are up nine and a half on Cleveland and 14 and a half on Detroit. Will the White Sox win the division? Yes. I, I think you might have got that one right. <laughs> I hope so. Geez. Houston up five and a half on the struggling Oakland A's. Who, oh. I say struggling, but their record in their last 10 is better than the Padres. Um, and Seattle six and a half back. Will Houston win? Yeah. Okay. In the east of the National League, mm-hmm. Atlanta's up two on Philly and four on the Mets. Will the Mets win the division? Will the Mets win the division? No. Will Atlanta win the division? <sighs> Three and seven in their I last know ten. They're struggling right now. <clears throat> Plus eighty-eight in runs differential to Philly's minus fourteen. I got a weird feeling that the the Phillies are going to take it. Upset alert. I love Atlanta. I love Freeman. But the Philly just has like a fire in them right now. I don't know. I'm going to say Philadelphia. All right. This one's going to be hard. Okay. In the central, Milwaukee's got a 10-game lead over Cincinnati. The Cubs are 7-3 and in their last 10. Will they win the division? The Cubs? Yes. Well... In order for them to do it, they're they only to, 21 games out. They have to win every game of the season, and Milwaukee, Cincinnati, and St. Louis have to lose every game the rest of the season. So that would be a hard no. Okay. So getting back to the real question. Yes. Milwaukee's up 10 on Cincinnati, 11 and a half on St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Do either of those other teams have a chance? At, at the division? At, at the division. No. I didn't think so. Gosh, I, you might have got that one right, too. Okay. So yeah. I'm like two for five. I'll take it. Well, I, I'm, nobody knows yet. <laughs> nobody knows. Uh, in the National League West, you have San Francisco up one on the L.A. Dodgers, both of them with the best record in baseball, uh, the top two records tied mm-hmm. with Tampa Bay. Um, Padres are 15 and out. Will the Rockies win the division? <laughs> You know, if you're listening to this podcast, you go, did he just ask the Rockies? Uh, uh, okay, that's a no. I got that's you. That's a no. <laughs> All right. So the Giants and Dodgers, one game apart, um, very, very many games into the season. Season's almost over. A month mm. left. Who will win the division? And if you are wrong, you owe me $50. And if you are right, you owe me 10 <laughs> Boy, talk about a hard bargain. Um, the Dodgers won the division. And the Padres are going to play the Giants in the wild card. One game in San Francisco. One game in San Francisco. 
Yeah. <clears throat> I'm speechless. And I've drank 16 ounces of coffee, so that's why I'm talking so fast. Congratulations. So let's move to that NL West wild card, where the Dodgers are up 13 and a half on Cincinnati, where the Padres are a half game behind Cincinnati for the second. <laughs> the Cardinals are one and a half back. The Phillies are two and a, two back. The Mets are four back, and the Rockies are only nine and a half, and the Cubs are only 11. Will the Diamondbacks win the wild card? No. Okay. I, I knew that. <laughs> I, I'm, they're almost mathematically eliminated, actually. <laughs> well, if you, if you, <laughs> they're 27 games back. 20. Okay, so uh, the real question. Cincinnati, San Diego, St. Louis, Philly, and the Mets all have a shot at this, believe mm-hmm. it or not. Mm-hmm. It's going to be tough for the Mets to jump over four teams you know, to get to that spot. So right. um, it's possible, but highly unlikely. It's a four-team race right now between the Reds, Padres, Cardinals, and Phillies. Mm-hmm. How do you pick? Um, I'm still going Padres. Picking with your heart, I like yeah. it. Um, I, I just there's gonna be something, you know. I've talked. The where is the spark? Where's the fire? Where's the? I don't give a damn. Let's go. Let's language. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> um, th- but there, you know, there's got to be something, something that's gonna just you know, a, a shot of adrenaline, and a sense of urgency. Uh, somebody asked. Tingler, and uh, is there a sense of urgency? Well, hell yeah, there is. You only got 30 games left. Yeah, nobody wants to not have a chance to win a World Series. And I'm and, sorry. And wait another three months until spring training. You can only say, months. hey, we can be patient for so it's time. It, it is the, the urgency is now. It's time to go. Yeah, it's time for the Padres to stop, stop winning the offseason and start winning the season. Yeah, I'm tired of it. It just, it's time. Let's go. Somebody's got to. Do something. A leader's got to step up. Somebody's got to fight somebody in the locker room or something. Well, you can go back and you can say that the Padres have never had this. They haven't had the support of the fans. They haven't. This year, they've got the third highest attendance in the league. Mm-hmm. The fans are there. They're cheering them on. You got the now players. There's, there's no. You got the fans. You got the players. The part that might be missing is in the dugout. We don't know yet. It's still just a second year. We don't know. Um, but it's yeah. time. No, it, it is time. It's 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 now, or or never. Really, I mean, you've got the you've got everything lined up. AJ's done a great job. You got a ball club. You got a great stadium. You got great fans, and you you got the players to win. You do. I don't care if you didn't go get some big name free agent or traded for some people for a rental. I don't they care. You've it. got players to win, so they, go do it. They didn't need it. No, the they team didn't. set up to win the World Series. Yeah. And it's it's go time. And the players have to start playing. Yeah. Where's where's that where's that motivation? Where's that, you know, hungry for more? Isn't that their their mantra right now? Hungry for more? Well, you know what? I'm starving. I'm sorry. Their mantra is it's off the cup. It should be should be off the cup. Off the cup. Boom. All of their marketing materials. <laughs> Padres. Off, off the, the cup. cup. That's, That's it. <laughs> Got that done. <clears throat> so we're a few minutes shy of 60 minutes for episode number 50. Um, we are over 50 minutes, so we technically could stop. But because I love our baseball trivia book, uh-huh. it's time for trivia with Hoppy. <laughs> oh, here we go. <clears throat> should I give you a super easy one or should I go medium range? Well, you can do whatever you want, but don't tell me that it's super easy because then if I get it wrong, I'm going to feel bad. Okay, the <laughs> like, super easy one. Thank you. <laughs> Which team calls Chase Field home? The Rockies, the Marlins, the Diamondbacks, or the Mets? Chase Field? Yeah. I gave you four choices. And one what of was it again? It's the Rockies, the Marlins, the Diamondbacks, or the Mets? Uh, Diamondbacks. Woo! Hoppy got one! I told you it was easy. Okay. Staying on the stadium front. Okay. Which Major League Baseball stadium is the oldest as of 2017? Yankee Stadium, Wrigley Field, Fenway Park, or Dodger Stadium? Oh. Fenway was 1912. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go Fenway. Hoppy's right again. I can't trip this guy. Did it tell you what year Chicago was? 
Should I give you another hard one? Yeah, go this for it. This one's about the easiest question in the uh, whole book. Like, a fourth grader doesn't know this. They deserve to not ever play baseball ever again. And this is called setting somebody up. I'm, not even, I'm okay. not even going to give you the four choices because it's that easy. Okay, great. What colorful nickname is sometimes used to refer to an umpire? Blue. Correct. So that's the type of question that would have been 100 on Jeopardy. $100. $100 question. They might have like did that as a $50 question. Now, why do they call him blue? Is it because he blew the call? It's because they wore blue. Are you sure? There's a black and white video back then. <laughs> mm. Actually, in person, unless you're colorblind, the game is in color. <laughs> oh, that's right. Just checking. <laughs> is this coffee? You ready for some hard ones? Sure. Okay. What is the fastest pitch ever thrown by pitching great Randy Johnson? 102, 103, 104, or 105? Uh, 102. How old was he when he did it? Mm, 34. 40. 40? 40 miles an hour throwing 102 miles an hour? No, he was 40 years old. When he I know. Not 40 miles an hour. Or he, 40 years old. Yeah, so he threw 102 when he was 40, and we're taking Blake Snell out in his 20s after seven <laughs> innings. And that was probably like his 115th pitch, too. Probably. Probably. All yeah. sidearm and scary with John Cruck wearing his helmet the wrong way back, right-handed. Yes. <laughs> Did you know his contract? John, John Cruck. John Cruck, when he signed with, um, I believe it was the White Sox, said, uh, I have the free will to not even be in the stadium if Randy Johnson has a <laughs> chance of pitching that night. That's awesome. <laughs> he goes, I want to be in the stadium. No option to pin, pinch hit or play. All right. Well, I have two more questions that are okay. really interesting. Two and, more. And go. Then we'll, we'll end this thing. A batter must hit a ball within what margin of error to avoid hitting it foul? Five milliseconds, 14 milliseconds, 18 milliseconds, or 21 milliseconds? What the hell? I have no idea, but I thought this was interesting. The difference? A batter must hit a ball within what margin of error to avoid hitting it foul? So I I'll, guess I'll say the, the five milliseconds. It's actually 14, but I guess five would be acceptable. I'd still it's hit less, it fair. Because it's less. I'd hit it fair. But um, I thought that was really interesting because it says if you're too early or too late off of 14 milliseconds, the ball will be a foul ball. And that's why hitting is hard. Yeah. All right. So here's the other part of that question. Okay, great. How close, close must a ball be to the center of the bat in order to result in a hit? A half, a thirty-second of an inch, a sixteenth of an inch, an eighth of an inch, or a quarter of an inch of the center of the bat mm -hmm, to get a hit. I'll say a quarter inch. It says an eighth of an inch, and it says not only must the ball connect with the bat within an eighth of an inch of the center, but it must be hit at precisely the right millisecond. Wow, that's hard. Wow. That's it, it, there's that one video that says how, uh, hitting a baseball is impossible, and it talks about how we see a ball and when we actually pick up a ball and how we track a ball, and then get our body to do and match that within that eighth of an inch and whatever fourteen milliseconds. Because if if you're into stats, a pitch from release point to catcher's glove at 90 miles an hour is like 0.35 seconds or 0.4 seconds. Let's just give it that range, right? So that's faster than half a second from release point to glove. And in that half a second, you have to <clears throat> load up, take your stride, throw your lower half, and, and get your hands to the ball. That's hard. Hitting's hard. So when people go, oh, this guy sucks, like, really? You go jump in a batting cage. You go try to hit 90 miles an hour. Well, batting cage is easy because the ball's straight. No, even then. <laughs> just go in a batting cage and face 90 and, and tell me that you square up everything. I do. Well, yeah. But now, I mean, we did. But Speak for yourself. You hit 90. I hit 90. I hit 99. I hit 100. Actually, I smelt 96 once. 101. <laughs> I smelt 96. Yeah. Hit the deck. So anyway, I, I but, pulled one on one in Dunedin. Dunedin, mm -hmm. where's that at? Florida huh. against the Blue Jays. You were facing a guy throwing one hundred one. Mm -hmm. Pulled it. <laughs> Shane Hopps, ladies and gentlemen, there it is. 
Um, no, that's just Hobbs. Thank just you. Hobbs. Thank you. <clears throat> You're always better at stuff. Anyway. I still am. Video games. Especially uh, now, uh, podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Some things never change. At least your chair's not really low. I know. I'm not in the small chair today. That's good. I think we need to bring the blue chair back. The blue one? Mm-hmm. Was I taller than that one? No, but it was blue. It was blue. All right. Episode 50 in the books. 50. Half a hundred. Woo! Party, yeah. celebration, confetti. <laughs> yeah, for those of you just listening, there's fireworks going off. Oh, and side. also, oh. I know you can't read it because the, the it's too small, but the OTC Hall of Fame from this year is Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Andy Pettit, Manny Ramirez, Kurt Schilling, Kurt Schilling, Gary Sheffield, and Bobby Wagner. Billy. They are in the Billy hall. Wagner. I'm going with Bobby from the, from the Seahawks. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll go with Billy. Okay. Still up there. <clears throat> Still in the uh, Off the Cup Hall of Fame. That uh-huh. Those are the people that should have been inducted this year. Yes. And they weren't. Yes. So they are in the Art Hall of Fame. We should just call them up. <laughs> hey, you're in our Hall of Fame. Congratulations. Um, yeah. And in order to be in it, you have to donate $3 million combined. <laughs> yes. To the Off the Cup Scholarship Fund. There it is. <laughs> the podcast scholarship fund. <laughs> Podcasters scholarship fund. I'll give you a scholarship. What time is it? <laughs> uh, it's 8.57. Oh, that's what time it is. It's, <laughs> guess it's time to sign off. I guess so. With that one there, folks. We're out of here. Woo! Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>